Hey now, this is your host, Maddie G, and this is the Champs and Chins podcast. I just want to talk about how my competition sucks. They have absolutely nothing going on. I have no competitors whatsoever, so I don't know why I'm not getting 100, 200, 500 listeners on this thing, because I'm the only one making this exciting right now. I'm the only one around. There is nobody else. These other podcasts suck. They really, really suck. They're boring to listen to. I'm entertaining. I'm the excitement. I'm actually saying something that matters. The other podcast is talking about these random cards that blow. No one knows any names. You're listening to them. You have, who the hell is this guy? Who is this person? They have zero fights in the UFC. There's no excitement. There's no backstory to them. They're just a fighter, and they just read off the statistics. Oh, this, this fighter A fought fighter B, and oh, it was an exciting match because it ended in a decision. Like, how boring do you guys want to be? How boring and and how how silly do you want to sound? My last episode got nine whole listeners. Can we make it a ten, please? Can we please make it 10? I just want 10 listeners. If I had 10 listeners, 10 loyal listeners, we would have something going here. We'd be starting something. It would be exciting. It would be fun. I have a lot to talk about. Big things happening in MMA. Big things. Big, big things. One of them being... Michael Bisping and Luke Rockhold feud. Will it happen? Will it not happen? It sounds like it's going to happen. I'll give you my opinion on that. That's going to be one of the segments. Michael Bisping versus Luke Rockhold at 205. What I've been wanting Michael Bisping to do for a while now. What I really wanted Luke to be doing a while. He sh- I think he should have moved up to 205 before he had that fight with Yoel. I don't think that fight should have even happened. I think after, you know, after his loss, he should have went right to right to 205, started from there. But he's still chasing Bisping. And to me, that's a problem. To me, that's a flaw in his game. Um, he had a rough go. And I have, um, I, I, I got Bisping taking it. I have Bisping winning that, but we're going to get into that more. Um, what else on here? Let me check. I got a whole list on here. I got everything I want to talk about. Episode number seven. My first segment's right here. Me trash talking the other podcasts because they blow. That's number one. The other big fight I want to talk about is Thug Rose versus Joanna Yonjacek. I want to talk about that fight. What's going on over there? No word from Joanna. Joanna's been very quiet, even on Instagram. She posts, but she doesn't really say much. She doesn't really, you know, there's no, uh, it's different. It's a lot different. And that obviously has something to do with her loss. Has something to do with the fact that she was champion for a long time. She was the Ronda Rousey for a while for the women's division for 115, and she lost. But she's making a comeback. So the question is, will that comeback be good enough? 
will 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 Rose be able to win again? I I think it was a fluke in that fight. Bisping beating Luke, not a fluke. Rose beating Joanna, fluke. I'm telling you, I just got a feeling about that. I don't see how Rose Rose beat some, you know, average opponents. But I, I don't I don't see her I don't see her fighting, um, like like a a Claudia Cadea. I don't see her fighting um a Jessica Andrade. I just don't see that happening and, and her winning. I don't think she's that strong. Um, she beat a Paige Van Zandt, which was mediocre at, at best. She gets way too much height. And the other the other big thing I want to talk about is feed Darren Till. Feed Darren Till. Again, this podcast is coming out late, but he will be headlining the, the title at Liverpool. This is huge. For the 170 pound division. This is huge for welterweight. And we're also going to talk about Usman and Kobe Covington. Their little back and forth. Their controversy. Usman wants a little bit of blood. Kobe. The hype has fallen. Um, We're going to get into that. I already talked about why I have the better podcast. Because all these other podcasts blow. If you guys actually tune in you'll know. And we're also going to talk about how Mike Perini's girlfriend Danielle split. His ride and die. That girl is supposed to be his ride and die through thick and thin. Uh, she posted on some Instagram posts. We'll get into that about what really happened. So once again, guys, this is the Champs and Chins MMA podcast where I'm coming to you live. Hey now, make sure you guys stay tuned. We have some awesome segments coming up now. <laughs> Yo, 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 yo. Now that I'm done trashing my competition that doesn't even exist because they blow and they don't know how to make a podcast that's actually exciting like I do, I'm here to talk about Michael the Count Bisping versus Luke Rockhold. Hey, Luke, how about you get that smug, smirky, dumb look off your face and, 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 start, and start being a little bit humble about things? Start being a little bit hung, humble about everything because Yoel knocked you out cold. He made you look stupid. And Bisping, left hook Larry, is sitting on his throne laughing even though GSP smacked him around a little bit. Uh, you know, it's hard to like Luke. I don't know why you would even like Luke Rockhold. I don't know why people would like him. Because he always has such a freaking attitude on him. And for a long time, Bisping, Bisping got, a, got a lot of trash talk thrown at him. Got a lot of garbage from the mouth thrown on him. Because, you know, he didn't defend his belt. He said he would fight the winner of Yoel versus Robert Whitaker. He said he would fight that person. And Yoel lost. Whitaker got injured. For a while, Whitaker was supposed to fight Luke Rockhold. And then, you know, you oh yeah, you had Bisping thrown in there with with GSP and it, whatever. The, the whole point of it, it was a disaster. It sucked. The whole situation sucked. And Luke was running his mouth be, with that, that smirky look on his face. 
and he gets knocked out, and now what? Now Luke has to move up to 205, and he wants Michael Bisping. Do I want to see it? Yes. Do I think it's the smartest move? No. Because the issue is, is both these guys talk way too much smack. It's almost part of their ego. And I feel like if one of them loses, it really crushes the other one. I feel a little bit of empathy. Even though I just trash talk Luke. Because he's full of himself. But there is there is this... It is this anger. There is this driving force. This this need. This 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 um, showmanship of how you have to say I'm better than this guy. I knocked you out. No, I knocked you out, and I stole your belt. There's there's a big there's a big feud. There's a big burning. There, there's a there's a there's a fire between them, a competitive fire. But I'm afraid if one wins, one beats the other, no matter if it's Bisping beats Luke or Luke beats Bisping, that flame's going to die out. And one of them's, one of them's going to... We know Bisping's going to retire, but what if, what if Bisping knocks Luke out again? What will that do for, for, for the rest of Luke's career? He talked all that stuff. Yoel knocked him out. He got knocked out by Bisping. What's going to happen? What, what, what are they going to say then? You know, it, it it's very it's it's complicated, and I'm not sure if exactly if I if I want to see it happen. I, I do I say I do want to see it happen. A part of me does want to see it just because you have to see who's the better fighter, Bisping or Luke. You know, there's one time where Luke beat Chris Wyman, won the belt. He was he was considered the greatest. Um, you know, c- consider the greatest middleweight in the UFC. He was the greatest. It wasn't looking good for his competition. And then all of a sudden, Bisping takes a rematch. And Bisping knocks him out. And you could show Luke's, Luke's performances. He, Luke, Luke's performances remind me a little bit of Holly Holm. Where you, you can see like, oh yeah, like. You can see her; she wins around, or oh yeah, look, she you know she's looking good, she's moving around, and and then they just they don't they don't have enough output. There's not enough output. There's not enough strikes thrown. It's just it's all just it's a little sloppy. I they gotta fight like they fight in practice, because I'm sure in practice, just like like Holly. He, like Luke was throwing combination, throw, throwing those crazy kicks, hitting with the jab, getting out of the way, hitting with another jab, get out of the way, throw some crazy kicks, confuse him, and say he's just, he stood there. He just stood there and took it. And he, and he looked defeated. He looked sad. He looked miserable. You got freaking Yoel, 39, 40 years old, making a comeback now. Now he has to fight Robert Whitaker again, which I think I think Yoel is going to beat Robert Whitaker. I can see that happening. Robert's been out for a while now. He, he had to deal with a bunch of illnesses. I can see that happening. But my point is, is I would, I would want to see Bisping versus Luke. Three. However, a part of me says, if you, if you, if you 
um, put out that flame between the two, but it, the flame within each other. The, by that, I mean that there's a, something that motivates Luke saying, I knocked out Michael Bisping. And then there's a flame and fire in Bisping that says, I knocked out Luke and took his belt. There's a fire in that. And I'm afraid that if, if opt, um, optimally, Bisping wants to fight, have a, have, a, have a decent opponent fight, win in his, home, in his home country of England and call it quits. That's optimal. And now if either one loses, it's a bad situation for either one. And I don't want to see that happen. Um, even though Luke can kind of be a douche. Um, and he should be more humble in victory or defeat. Okay, guys. That was it for this segment. We're moving on to the next segment. Make sure you guys stay tuned to the Champs and Chins MMA Podcast. Feed. Darren Till, feed this English-Brazilian monster. Feed him, please. Every UFC fan is buying into this hype of this kid, Darren Till. We want him, we want to see him. He has that fighting spirit. He has that, he has that it factor. He has that it factor of I'm going to walk into this octagon, it's my octagon now, and I will fight every single top 10 opponent you put in front of me, and I will become champion. Any fighter you want. He even called out Wonderboy Thompson. He called him out. There was a there was a, a press conference for UFC, and Darren Till said he wants um, Wonderboy Thompson. He wants him, and he says, oh, Hey, Wonder Boy, you're you're a mixed martial artist, but but your your uh, your core, your core fighting style is karate, right? Oh, hey, I'm Muay Thai, and my striking is gonna be your striking. How about that? He w- he was humble about it, unlike Luke, right? We just talked about that. Luke is not humble. Luke is a douche. But Darren Till was respectful, but he he called he called Wonderboy out. He said, I want that fight. We have to make it happen. And he says, I want to put my Muay Thai against Wonderboy Thompson's karate. Now that's a fight we want to see. Now I you know it, I don't know if it really makes sense. You know, um Wonderboy, his last fight was against um Jorge Masvidal. He won the fight, I believe, in decision. Um, you know, Jorge once again underperformed as usual. That that's another issue. You, you there there are there are, I talked about this earlier in previous podcast episodes, but there are gatekeepers. And it, and what a gatekeeper is is a gatekeeper is a is a fighters that can't quite crack um a certain ranking. They can't beat that top ranked guy in order to move forward. So they pretty much stay um, in the in the same ranking, you know, one or two up, one or two down, but they're always there, and they can be guys at a lower ranking, but they can't quite crack the top, the top guys, and that's what Jorge Masvidal is. And we were just talking about Michael Bisping, and Jorge should shut his mouth 
and not be talking all that smack to Michael Bisping since Michael Bisping's in a whole nother weight class and a whole nother um, time in his career. He's towards retirement. Jorge should focus on actually winning fights and better hope his boy Kobe Covington wins his next fight after all the smack he's been talking and that he has to back up. But as I was saying, Darren Till is hungry. Mickey Gall had a quote um, when he wanted to fight CM Punk. He called Dana White. He goes, Dana White, feed me CM Punk. Feed me CM Punk. And that's what I want to hear. That's what every fan wants to hear. The only thing is we don't know his opponent yet. Now there's been talks that it would be, which I agree with, that, um, you know, Kobe has been talking a bunch of smack about Brazil. Um, and I don't know exactly, but Darren Till has some Brazilian roots. I'm not sure if he was born there or, or where he grew up, but he has Brazilian roots. It would be cool if Darren Till stepped up to defend Brazil against Kobe Covington. Now, that's a match I would want to say. The only question is, is I don't know about Darren Till's wrestling, right? We made that assumption with Ninganu, Francis Ninganu, heavyweight fighter, right? Be fighting against Stipe Miocic. Stipe Miocic obviously won, and it turns out Francis doesn't know how to wrestle for anything, People made that mistake. I chose Stipe Miocic. Let's make that clear. I chose Stipe, which I don't know why. There are other certain, you know, famous podcasts that you guys probably all listen to on YouTube that one, one uh, Brown was all hyped up. You know, the nickname Big Brown was all hyped up about, about jumping on every bandwagon there is. And he used to talk about Francis. And, and I was the one that said Stipe is the champ. He's going to remain the champ for, champ for a while. Um, but but this Darren Till thing, like, we don't know if he can wrestle. I I think we, I, I think he can, right? Um, I only say that because, you know, Kobe Covington will, will, be a, will be a wrestler. Usman is a strong wrestler. Even Usman, now Usman wants that Kobe Covington fight. I think they might make that happen. They, they they might make that Usman fight happen. So if, let's say, Usman fights Kobe, then we have to think of who of who Darren Till gets. The only thing, I, it might be Wonderboy. I don't know if Wonderboy has any injuries. Because you are headlining a Liverpool card. So you want someone big. You, you do want a top 10 opponent. Maybe maybe they will, maybe they will give it. Maybe they'll push Usman to the side, and maybe they'll give him Kobe Covington. Maybe they'll give him Kobe. It'll be there until they'll say whoever wins this fights for the belt. After T. Woodley stops crying about how he's going to magically train Floyd to fight MMA, which is complete nonsense and pisses me off beyond belief. That pisses me off beyond belief. But um. But, uh, but yeah, so the, all I can say is RDA versus Woodley. See who wins that. You have um, Till versus um, Kobe. Whoever wins that, and they fight it out. And then Usman, um, you know, gets some other. It gets the loser maybe. Maybe gets Lawler, which isn't a great matchup. Again, Lawler won too. That's the other thing to consider. Lawler did win his last fight, 
I don't think he gets a title shot. Oh, maybe Lawler versus... I think Lawler has an injury, though. I don't think it would be Lawler. Oh, imagine Lawler versus Till. Oh, see, this is the awesome thing about Darren Till, and I'm going to end it this segment here because I've been rambling for, for seven minutes now. But the awesome thing about Darren Till is that whoever he fights in 170 is an exciting division. I would say 155 is number one. 170 is a close second. And whoever you – Darren Till is whoever's a guy who – who, if you, if you can say, oh, if Darren fights this guy, it's exciting. Darren fights that guy, it's exciting. Darren can fight this guy, and that's even more exciting. It gets better and better and better, and there's so many combinations at 170 that Darren Till just makes us so much, so much more exciting. Um, and the next segment, we're going to talk about Mike Perry and his girlfriend um, splitting up, which is a little bit of drama. You know, I'm, I'm only standing with the, you know, um, talking about the significant things about stuff that's actually going to change the landscape of the of the UFC of the of the weight classes but Mike Perry was this big star and all of a sudden he has two losses now Andy lost his girlfriend he's single um he's taking a vacation he's traveling a little bit so we're going to get into that after this stay Gucci friend Danielle split up and it was a sad day for the MMA community it wasn't really that sad um it wasn't too sad but you know it I think a lot of fans have realized that a lot of the girlfriends and wives of these MMA fighters these UFC fighters these Bellator fighters they all got these wives and all got these girlfriends and, you know, it's such a tough sport. You see these ride-and-die girls and, and and women and wives. And, you know, the, the real ride-and-die through thick and thin. They're there for their fighters. They're, um, they're supportive. You even see, it, you know, female fighters like uh, Michelle Waterson's husband um, has always been there. You always see him in the promos. You see him in her corner. There are these people that support the fighters no matter what through thick and thin. Um, and Danielle and Mike Perry split. And there was this huge controversy about should Danielle be in the corner of Mike Perry. Which for me, it was nice to see. But I would find that irritating because she knows nothing about MMA. And that brings me back to... Well, we were just talking about the whole Darren Till thing. You know, who is he going to fight? Kobe Covington, Usman. And the thing is, Kobe Covington made that, made that comment calling his girl a horse face. And at first, I got mad. I was like, how dare you? What are you talking about? It's like, I made a reference. And of course, he had some stupid Instagram troll like, oh, making comments, like, like oh, you can't say that. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. I wasn't even talking to you. It's the comment section. I make a comment. I don't like leaving comments on people's comments. That's not the point. You have a post, you make a comment, 
And that's it. Everyone wants their opinion to be heard. Let it be heard. You don't have to comment on other people's comments to be annoying. It sucks. But I made a I made a comment that that Kobe calling out Mike Perry's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend now, is like it's like the mafia type stuff. It's like the mafiosa. You don't do that stuff. You never go after the family. You understand? You never go after the family. Never. And that's exactly what Kobe Covington did. Um, there's a whole um, thing with Kobe Covington that, you know, did he, a whole argument, all controversy, oh, did he cross the line? He should cross the line. He's at the border of the line. At first, I'm like, whoa. I'm like, that is not cool. And I, I still don't find that cool. I, I, I still don't find it cool. But when I, when I stopped and I reflected on it, he, he shouldn't have called her a horse face. That was messed up. You don't go after the family. That includes wives or girlfriends or, you know. It, it, it's only the person who's in it. It's only the fighter at, in this case. It's either the gangsters only in it or the mo- wh- whoever's in it in the game you you get to attack. He should not have attacked the girlfriend. However, he did make a good point sitting back and reflecting on it. He did make a good point saying, "Hey, what your your girl is not a coach. She shouldn't be in the corner. Why are you doing that?" That's why you're losing in this whole what fans wanted so bad was Mike Perry versus Darren Till. Darren Till was even making to even willing to make that happen, even though he's ranked higher because he beat Cowboy Cerrone than Mike Perry. But Mike Perry, of course, had to lose two in a row. Um, and, and Mike Perry went off the went off the deep end a little bit. The, all the hype behind Mike Perry is kind of gone. Um, for Mike Perry, I, I would really like. The girlfriend's gone now. He can focus more. I would really like to see him go to a bigger gym, like a like an American top team. Because what I think it is, is like he even said, he has issues playing the game. He likes to fight. He's a fighter. He likes to fight. But he has to play the game better. And the only place I can think of is like if he went to like an American top team where they can really show him. I don't know. Is he part of American top team? He might, I think he, he, I think there's a big gym he's part of, but it's like a branch. But I'm saying, whatever, go to the main facility of ATT and, and really learn what you have to do to win. And I think he would get a lot better doing that. Again, the, I'm still a fan. Um, I think fans still love him, but the thing is the hype's gone now. So he has to, he has to get that hype back up. Um... And, and, you know, I, it's like you, you, as a fan, right. As a, as a, as a hardcore fan. And when I say hardcore fan, I'm not like going to these events personally, but I, you know, I follow on Twitter. I follow on Instagram. This is kind of like the only sport I'm into. So, you know, I watch the fight nights. I watch the UFC pay-per-views. I rent, I, I buy rent, whatever, buy rent them all. So, you know, I'm invested in this. I'm sure a lot of my listeners are invested in this. And it kind of sucks watching them separate because, you know, they're all lovey-dovey online. And all of a sudden, they're not. 
Um, apparently there was some Instagram post where the, the ex-girlfriend, Danielle, who's smoking, by the way, um, said he kind of had wandering eyes, I believe. That was kind of like the post, like, he was, you know, wandering eyes and she didn't want to deal with it, which, I don't know what Mike Perry was thinking. She's a bombshell. 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 See how I said that multiple times? Bombshell. But, you know, it is what it is. They have to move on. Um, I'm still following Danielle on Instagram. You know, she seems nice. But I don't think I'll be following her long just because there's no point. Mike Perry, I think, took this vacation, which I thought he was going with on the, with the girlfriend. But I guess not. So Mike Perry's doing his own thing. He looks like he's having fun, relaxing. But I'd love to see Mike Perry back stronger than ever, moving to a new gym, um, getting stronger, being smarter about fighting. I think that's a bigger deal. And just taking taking lesser fights, not bigger fights, um, and kind of easing back into a little bit. Darren Till is on this, on this slingshot right to the top. Mike Perry was on that slingshot for a while, but he got he got hit. He hit the ground a little bit. He got ruffled up. He he's minus two fights. He lost two fights in a row now. You know, nothing crazy, but you know, he got beaten up pretty bad. And it's gonna take a little bit of time for him to heal up and get back stronger than ever. Okay, guys, the last segment for today is Rose Nama Yunus versus Joanna 2. We're gonna see how that fight plays out who I think should win, who I think should lose. And make sure you guys stay tuned and follow me at Champs and Chins on Instagram and at Champs and Chins on Twitter. Don't just give me a like. Don't just give me a view. Give me a follow. Stay Gucci, my friends. And stay ready to listen to Joanna Yonjacek versus Rose Nama Yunus 2. Begin. 